Kia. Oh, I trust you're ready to do your segment. I am. Entitled Beyond the Lines. Welcome to my segment, Beyond the Lines with Kia McLean. Today's question is not really a question, it's an assignment. That assignment is to describe a boogeyman story from your childhood such as a place that scared you because you thought a monster or boogeyman was there. Preferably not your closet or under your bed, because that is too easy. This is a great question. And Kia, why don't you tell us your story, your boogeyman story, and say it directly into the mic, please. And very, very sultry. Oh, God. (laughs) My story is from when I was a child. I went to preschool at um, a place called La Petite Academy. Now, I don't know if that's just a Georgia thing, but that's what it's called, Wapatite Academy. They have multiple locations. And I guess when we were bad, or maybe when they just wanted to make sure that we were going to be good, they would take us outside and line us up against the wall, and it would be like the brick wall, then like some grass, then a fence, and then like the woods. And you can't see anything through the woods. There's just the woods. And they would say, you know, basically, if you guys aren't good, we're going to send you off into the woods and there's a monster that lives out there. Why would you ever think there was a boogeyman? It's like adults deliberately made it that way for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy that like adults deliberately made a boogeyman for you. You know what I mean? Like, I, know. I guess that's, I guess that kind of happens though, I guess. And I mean, kinda, yeah. and I was, I was young enough to be like, what is sure. in those woods? And I told my mom that as an adult and she was like, they did what? Like she was really <laughs> upset about it. Um, Did so, anyone ever have encounters or like claim? No, that they I don't saw think they ever actually or... made anyone walk into the woods. Yeah. but it's just the 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 idea that maybe there was something out there for me at least was enough to to scare me, and it must have worked because we were good, and then we sure. go back inside. Wow. But mm-hmm. when is, did you ever? When did you realize it wasn't real? Like, just as an adult, looking back on it? Maybe just as I grew up, I was yeah. just realized, there's nothing in those woods. Huh. But but that also made me think, because this is the same place where I um, would finish my homework, or my schoolwork first, before other kids, and I would tear up their work and, like, throw chairs and stuff. So maybe if you ask one of them, as an adult, about a boogeyman story, they'd be like, you know, mm. there's this girl that would go around and terrorize us and tear our work up and throw chairs. Maybe I was someone else's boogeyman. <laughs> Boogie girl. Didn't your mom get called because you were throwing chairs one time? She got called and they said, Takiya's throwing chairs. My mom's like, I pay y'all to take care of her, figure it out. Click. Damn. And they, they put me on the computers, that, which is a new thing, I guess. Mm. And then I really got into like computers, so that's how I was a little computer whiz kid when I was younger. Just think if they didn't put you on those computers, how life would have been different or for you. Or if other kids were just as smart as me. And finish their work on time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are other kids like, I'm trying to concentrate on what I'm doing. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Who wants to go next? Boogeyman stories. Anybody got one? I guess uh, I don't I don't really have any sort of boogeyman stories about anything like where I was scared. But we did have this family that lived at the end of our street, lived in like it was like a little cul-de-sac kind of dead end. And there was a family that lived in, at the end, 
who just, they were always kind of oddballs, I guess. Like, I used to play with their son and stuff, so I was went, went like, really scared not going near the house. But I always thought for certain, like, there was something up with them because they would never, like, exit the house in a normal fashion. Like, they would just crack the door open. Just enough for them to slide through and come outside. So, you, like, you go knock on the door, and they would just crack it open. You could just see, like, their eyes. And you're like, hey, is so-and-so, can they come out? One second, slam the door back. Two minutes later, door would crack open. He would just slide out. <laughs> I guess they were embarrassed of like what was going, I what, guess, how they lived on yeah, the inside. Yeah, I guess or so. Like you could kind of every once in a while, kind of get a little glimpse, and it was, it was like messy in there. But right, nothing was that messy? I saw. Yeah, it was, but nothing that I saw that was like wow. So yeah, growing up, I'm like, yeah, they're definitely like serial killers, yeah. vampires, or something's going on. But. Did you ever ask your friend like, why do you slide outside the door that way? <laughs> yeah, we, we always <laughs> asked him why. He was just that's kind of what he said. Just like it was messy, and they oh. didn't. It kind of bothered them. But like hmm. the irony is, if they just like walked out normal, mm-hmm. no one would even think uh, about no, it. I wouldn't yeah. care they wouldn't. Less. Yeah, but since they're doing the whole creepy door thing, yeah. it's like everyone's trying to see what's going on <laughs> inside. You know, like, so what are you not letting me yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. Were the parents weird? Um, I never really talked to them much. Huh. Yeah. They they kind of stayed inside, you know, unless they had to slide out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was almost like a, a Burbs situation. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, yeah. like the Clopex or something. Yeah. <laughs> nice, that's, that's a good one. But how did you eventually grow out of that and realize, like, oh, okay, they're just maybe a little eccentric or something? Yeah, or, yeah. Pretty much, just figure, okay, and like they live, you know, a certain way. Then there's kind of right a little bit not how you know. My family acts or whatever. You know, they're a little bit more closed off and kind of. <laughs> Jeff, you got one? Um, yeah. Oh, goodness. This sounds like, <laughs> this sounds like a doozy. Not really. Um, <laughs> I once killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> under my bed. But I was the boogie. <laughs> I was afraid to, that I was, I was like, somebody else is going to use this one because we all grew up in the same area. Other, well, Kia grew up in Atlanta, but. You're from here too, yeah, right? Yeah. So like, but growing up, the boogeyman was actually the boogie woman. Oh the, yeah. The, the bell witch. Bell witch. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought you might bring it up, so yeah, yeah I, I'm not gonna use it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I think we've talked about it before too, but like, in this area, the bell witch was also kind of mixed in with Bloody Mary, so like yeah. it was sort of yeah. the same thing. Uh, there's been movies about the Blair Witch and stuff, but it was always the thing of like you go in the bathroom and you turn the lights off and you say I hate the Bell Witch in the mirror and you wake up and she you've got like you know uh, scratches all over you and stuff. Yeah. If you say I love the Bell Witch, like she'll put roses around your bed or something like that. Yeah, uh, I never had the guts to do it myself. So. I never did either, and I think again we've talked about this before, but I had a childhood friend that claimed he did it. And he had a scar on his face, and he would always claim that the Bell Witch <laughs> scratched him, and that's where he got his scar from, whatever. And it, and I have to admit, that did disturb me enough to where I never tried it myself. Oh, I um, tried it. Did you really? I did, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It was me and a couple other people tried uh, I'm it. I'm going to stop you right there. But... <laughs> you can leave. No, I'm sure. No, no. What happened? Like, oh, nothing. It was, nothing happened. How, how old were you when you guys tried it? Probably like 12 or something 25. like that. <laughs> it was yesterday. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd say probably like 12, somewhere around there. Did it freak you out, though? Was it kind of like Ouija board style where you guys were like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah, yeah like it, it was all joking and stuff till you get in there and the lights are off. And then it's kind of like, all right, maybe we should just leave. Yeah. Let's not do this. Yeah. And somebody's always trying to scare you while it's happening. Yeah. 
But I did think mm-hmm. of one other thing though. Like when I was a kid, you remember like the they would have like the in the weekly reader they would come with that thing every couple months and it, you could order books from it. Do anybody remember? I don't. That doesn't sound familiar to me oh. for some reason. Well, that's actually where I got all those uh, scary stories to tell in the dark really? books. Like I would order them from there. But then uh, I got this one book that was like a a book that had a list of all the monsters in it and a little description and there's a little drawing of each monster (laughs) and uh one of the monsters was a werewolf and uh this kid you know i I had it at school and he was like oh can i see that and we were kind of reading through it's like how do you become a werewolf and it says one of them one of the ways to become a werewolf is to uh is by a witch's hex and i read that and then the next day that kid that read the book with me came in and he was like dude i was walking home last night and i saw a witch and she gave me a hex and now i'm a werewolf and i totally bought it i was the dumbest kid in the world and the kid scared the crap out of me i remember being on the playground and he would like he put his head inside of his jacket where i couldn't see him and he's like i'm turning into a werewolf and i was like oh shit so he was my own personal boogeyman wow and uh it wasn't until Many, many, many years later, <laughs> that I realized, wait a minute, I think he was messing with me. No. That probably wasn't yeah. true. <laughs> he probably didn't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I had, like, the older I get, the more I realize I had a very uh, idealistic, you know, childhood of, like, no problems and wonderful parents. And, you know, the more people I meet, the more I just realize how cakewalk I had it. Um, but uh, so I never really had any boogeyman or fears like that. But there was, um, there's like a, my family home is on kind of like a compound almost where there's, uh, there's a huge field that separates my parents' house and then there's a field and then my aunt's house and then my grandparents live on the other side of my aunt and uncle. And in between that field, my grandfather kept cattle and chickens and stuff like that, so there were farm animals that would roam on that field. And during the day, as a child, I would run across that field all the time. I would go to visit my cousin next door or go to walk over to my grandparents' house. Um, I would go to the woods behind my house and do all kinds of wacky adventures alone and explore and all that stuff. But um, as soon as it started to get nighttime, became scary and that field became absolutely terrifying mm-hmm. like for whatever reason and even though I don't think that those cows or even the bull would have done anything to me um, I was terrified of walking across the field at night so as soon as it got to where like if I was hanging out with my cousin or my grandparents and I started to see that it was starting to get a little dark I'd be all like well gotta go you know what I mean it would be like as soon as I could you know I'd try to like skip across that field or whatever and there were a couple of times where because of time changing and the fall or whatever I got caught where it was nighttime, and there was one time where I, I pretty much got the classic like horror scenario where I was like, oh God, and I was like walking across, and I got stuck in the middle of the field because I could hear, I couldn't see anything, but I could hear animals moving, you know, like circling around me or whatever, and I didn't know what it was for sure, and it just scared me, and I remember I stood there so long that by the time I finally made it back to my house or whatever, like my parents were about ready to like you know, look for me. Like they were like putting on, you know, jackets like, Hey, you're here, you know, cause they, they had heard, uh-huh. you know, I had left my grandparents' house 
X amount of, you know, like an hour ago or whatever. And they were like, what happened to them? You know, and they were about ready to go yell at me or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so that's about the only time is I just really sweat, you know, thinking like, oh, God, what's out here? And it just kind of had that ominous thing where it was like during the day I loved it and never yeah. thought a thing of it. But as soon as it got nighttime, I was scared to walk across it. So I can believe that because I've been over there and it's like it gets like really dark mm. at night because, you know, it's not in the city or anything. So. For sure. Well, and you got to think even in the 1980s, it was even worse because there was even less stuff around. We didn't have yeah. this, the, the street lamps now mm-hmm. or street lights, whatever you want to call it, that, that the government or some, the county have put kind of down that road. But when I was growing up, there yeah. weren't any. So it was like pitch black, you know, yeah. as soon as it got dark. Yeah. Uh. There was also a time after I saw Blair Witch Project as a teenager uh, I, I saw that movie, came home, and uh, had realized I had to take out the trash or whatever. <laughs> and, like, when I walked outside to take out the trash, it was, like, just the woods behind my parents' house, you know, just pitch darkness. And you just see the leaves kind of, you know, and you just go, oh, God, <laughs> like, you know, throw the trash and run back, on, back inside, even though I was, like, 19 at that point. Um, so, yeah, Th- this got a lot of responses. So I'm going to kind of skim... Uh, I opened it up to social media. This is, uh, again, at H.A. Horrorcast on Twitter. Uh, we have our buddy Clint, at Clint Thulu. He said, I had a reoccurring dream of a man with a moose head that delivered pizza for Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> he drove a Chevette that was painted like Domino's. He has a Domino's polo on and a Domino's hat. He would stop in the street, always at night, get out, uh, get out onto the street, stand between the door of the car, holding a pizza in one hand, and stare at me, and there was this sense of overwhelming dread and fear until I awoke. I had this dream at the very minimum once a week for over a year at around the age of eight or so. Oh, wow. So that was very vivid. That's very and, vivid. Yeah, and it stuck with him that long. I wonder if he eats Domino's. If, if he's like, <laughs> Fuck no. Domino's. Papa John's. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, our buddy uh, at Maxwell Classic, is, uh, Brian Maxwell, uh, he teases us here. He doesn't elaborate. He says, I've got a story about my aunt, eight-year-old me, an isolated bridge, and a human-slash-monkey hybrid murderer. I should tell that. He just left it at that. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Go, please, tell us. And he never responded. I guess he's going to do it on his own. Uh, switching over to Instagram. We, uh, and we're at, Af- at uh, Half-Ass Horrorcast on Instagram. We have our buddy David Schantz. Okay, so this was after It came out as a TV special, walking home from uh, my neighbor's house after a dark fucked me up. Two sewer grates, two goddamn sewer grates. <laughs> me, fat middle school me, sprinted past exhaustion, uphill, terrified, scared. It would never have admitted it to any of the babies or the other studs at Hunter Middle School, but I lived, barely. Fuck you. <laughs> I know, right? It's like almost like a train of thought poetry or something. It's like prose. That's like the opening of a novel. <laughs> like that's funny. I like the punch out of just fuck you at the end too. <laughs> who was that? De- who was that directed to? The greats? Maybe, it? maybe, us? or maybe it's us for asking the question <laughs> and, and reviving. Um, fuck you to everybody, everything. <laughs> well, he well also as a middle school kid, he was like at the end of it, he was like, "I'm tough again. Fuck you," you know. <laughs> but in reality, he was like, <laughs> you know? uh, "We have our friend Des Newcomb photo." Oh, so mine was always the clown under the bed, but I think it was more than that. It was dark, the impending fear of the unknown and doom. As you're walking through the woods alone, you realize just how alone you are. 
And what if someone is there, the feeling that someone is watching you and the pace quickens. You hear something, see something, but you know it's in your head. At least you think it is. As a child, that's huge. Now I kind of welcome the dark and the unknown. These people are so literary. I Goodness. Know. I know, right? <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> they paint. Uh, and I'm like, boy, you had school brought book in. <laughs> I was scared to cross the field because of cows. <laughs> um, we, uh, our buddy, scroll saw scribber, scribbler, <clears throat> Justin with a dad bod. My biggest boogeyman is a long wait between episodes. Scary shit. He's always sliding into the DMs going, he has that, there's that uh, gif or gif of Spanky from Little Rascals where he's like tapping his fingers, like kind of like waiting, you know. Uh, he always sends that to me and he's like, when's the next episode dropping? When are you, when are you coming out with a new one? Whatever. He's like our... His boogeyman's a long wait. Between our episodes. Yeah. Oh, our episodes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you just meant an episode of a television show. He could have meant that and I just took it. <laughs> I was like, he means our podcast, but in reality it's like... I want to see the next episode of Roseanne. <laughs> um, this, this is the one I chose to punch out on. This is uh, our friend Robbie. He's uh, at Silver Shamrock on IG. Says, my elementary school was a three-story, beautiful brick building constructed as a college in the ni- early 1900s. Eventually, it became my elementary school. The third floor was also sealed off then. The school was founded by my great-great-grandfather, all throughout my childhood, stories circulated about how old man Kimsey, my great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, hung himself on the third floor. Legend had it that if you looked in a certain third floor window from the second floor boys' room, you could catch a glimpse of his ghost. I, along with two other friends, absolutely encountered his ghost, but it didn't happen that way. That's all I got. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. You right more. Um, <laughs> I know. That, that's like... Uh, I, I hate to just like make people write books, you know what I mean? But because I kind of responded, I was like, "What, you know? So how? What exactly happened, you know?" And he was just like, "It didn't go down the way they said it would." <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, <laughs> it just leaves yeah. It's like you on Facebook. That's like, "Oh my God, I had a, such a bad day," and everyone's like, "What happened? What?" And they never I don't say anything. Talk about it. <laughs> I just want the attention. Um, but it was, I mean, I thought you painted a really wow. great little what, childhood urban legend type yeah. of thing. You yeah, know? it was really pulling me in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> then we saw him. I won't tell you about it. <laughs> All right, see you later. <laughs> so, yeah, great question. Good. Great Thank Beyond you. the Lines. Oh, yes. Kia, would you like to sign us out? Mm-hmm. Beyond the Lines. Thank you for joining me. Beyond the Lines. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H-A Horrorcast, and you can send us an email at Horrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, halfassedhorrorcast.com. Horrorcast.com.